Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shirim and Dafim. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now on Masachat Shabbat, Aflamed Chet Amud Bet. About to begin our study of the second Mishnah of this, the third parak. Uh, in the first Mishnah, we dealt with issues of Bishul relating to a Kira stovetop. Now we're going to look at two other cooking elements. One is a Tanur, which is a big pot-bellied oven with the uh, fuel underneath. And the other is a Kupach, and we'll get to the definitions of that forthwith. Tanur, Shisiku Bekashuvik Vavat. So if you heated up a tanur even with the poor kind of fuels, the straw, etc., you cannot put any any uh, cooked item not on top of it, not inside of it. Kupach, we'll see what that is. If you uh, fueled it with the poor kind of fuels, then it's like a kira. If you use the good kind of fuels, are tanur and clearly most severe. We'll have to see what the parameters of that are, and it'll all be in this one piece. Now, Tanush is equal to Kasavar of Yosef the Memar. Rav Yosef thought to say, Tocho means Tocho Mamash, Ogabav, Ogabav Mamash. When the Mishnah says inside and on top, it means only those. But you could put food right up against the side of the oven. Eitavir, Abaye, so Abaye challenges him from the second half of the Mishnah. Kupach, she's equal to Kasavar of Yosef the Memar. So the Kupach is in the middle. And and uh, if it's done with the good fuel, it's like a tanur. Now, vasur. Haka kira shari. So that means that if we dealt with it like a kira, we would say it's mutar. Otherwise, to say it's like a tanur doesn't make sense. It's asur in any case. So mayaskin. Now, what are we talking about? Ilan al-gabav. If we're talking about putting it on top, uvimai. What's the case? Ilan mukshena gufikatum. You didn't sweep away the coals. But Akira also, as you saw in the first Mishnah, if you don't sweep away the coals, you're not allowed to put anything on top. If it's wood, let's say, wood fire. It must be referring to putting something against the side. And there we distinguish between a Tanur and a Kira. So Abaye challenged Rav Yosef and said, if it's a tanur, you really can't lean anything against it, and that's the distinction between a tanur and a kira that the kupach sits in the middle of. Well, Rav he tries to defend Rav Yosef. We're talking in every case where the coals are swept away. Why did it say tanur? That even though it's swept away, you can't put anything on top. But you couldn't leave smoke, as opposed to a kira, where if it was swept away, you could put something on top. But nonetheless, we have a bright that supports a bayet. If you have a tanur that was heated up with even the poor fuel, you can't lean anything against it. Certainly you can't put anything on top, and absolutely can't put anything inside. And certainly all that applies if you use the good fuel like wood. This bright continues. If you had a kupach that you use the poor fuels for, you could lean stuff against it, you can't put anything on top. But if you use the good fuels, then you can't even lean anything against it. What is a kupach? If it's like a kira, then it should be okay even if you use the good fuel. If it's like a tanur, then it should be like the first part of our Mishnah, in a, uh, unusable even if it used the, if you fueled it with the poor fuel. So, it says it has more heat than a kira. We'll see why in a minute. It has less than a tanur, so it's in the middle. So now, what do they look like? 
Rabbi Yosef Hania, kupach, makom shvitat kudera achad. Kupach is a, is a stove top for one pot. Kira, makom shvitat shtek terot. A kira is for two, which is why we called it kirayim in the Mishnah. And therefore, since it's only for one, it has more intense heat because it's smaller. Amar baye, the, the kupach. Amar baye, item rabbi yirmiya, afan namitanina, and I'll prove it to you from a brighta about kilim. Kira, shenechlakala orka. If you have a kira that was broken, Lengthwise means across the burners, as it were in our case, across the holes. Then Torah, it's Tahor, it's no longer Kli. But L'Rachbav was broken widthwise, then Tmeyah, because you have simply two separate single pot stovetops. Kupach, but a Kupach broken in either direction, Tahor, because of course, it's only one stovetop broken in either direction, it's nothing. Alright, the next Mishnah deals with other sources of heat. So you can't put an egg next to a, a, a hot water container that's on the fire um, so that it should boil. And you can't put it into fabric that was heated by the sun. We'll see what it's about. Rabbi Yossi says you may. You also cannot bury the the egg into sand or into dust, something like that, that was heated by the uh, by the sun, so that it should fry. But now Maaseh, there's the next mission already. That the in Tiberia they took a pipe and they piped cold water right through the hot water of Chamei Tiberia. And so that it would come out on the other side, be heated. But the pipe never touched the hot water. It had the cold water running through it. Amulam Chachamim. Chachamim did not like this. There's an im Shabbat. If you have water that went through there on Shabbat, then kechamim shuchamim Shabbat. It's like any hot water heated on Shabbat. Asurin berchitza uvishtiyah. You cannot use it to wash. You cannot use it to drink. Im Yom Tov. If it was not on Yom Tov, chachamim shuchamim Yom Tov. It's like any other water heated on Yom Tov. You cannot use it to wash, but you can use it to drink. We'll see a lot more details about that in the Gemara. Okay, Ibayalu, the first question is, Gilgel Mai, what if you did heat the egg next and boil the egg next to the Mecham? Are you Chayav, or is it simply an Isur Lechatchila? I'm Rav Yosef, Gilgel Chayav Chatat, it's full Bishol. Maybe Rav Inaf Amen and he has support for that. Anything that you put into hot water before Shabbat, you could soak into hot water on Shabbat. But if you didn't, you could take hot water and sprinkle it or wash it on Shabbat. Except for these two kinds of things. I got a fish. That washing them makes them edible. You know, the idea is anything where that you do that makes food finally edible, and you did it using heat, is called bishul shmamina. So therefore, this egg is bishul. Okay, but life cannot be So the next piece of the Mishnah said you cannot put it into fabric that is heated by the sun. So the Mishnah that says that you could put a uh, cooked item into a into a pit so that it will stay insulated, or good waters, you can put them inside, inside a flask, of course, into bad waters so that they cool off. And it's the, you have hot water that's too hot, and you have fetid waters that are cold, you could put it inside the flask. And the cold water into the sun, so that it could heat up. So then Rabbi Yossi for the Rabbanan sounds like that's only Rabbi Yossi because Rabbanan seemed to say something heated by the sun is not okay. 
Everybody agrees you could put anything you want in the sun. That's not called Bishul. But Toldota, or anything that's the result of a man-made fire, Kule Amala Pligid Asir. Everybody agrees it's Asur. The disagreement is about something else, a material that was heated by the sun. Tanakama says that we make a gzera, that you can't use something heated by the sun as a precaution against using something heated by a fire. says we don't make such a gzera, and therefore this fabric that was heated by the sun is their point of contention. The next line was that you could not put the egg in the sun that was heated in the sand that was heated by the sun. But here, Rabbi Yossi does not disagree. Why not? So He said, putting it into the sand, Rabbi Yossi would agree as a gzera that you might put it into coals. Rabbi Yossi says, no, it's because when you do it, you're going to move dirt, and the dirt is muktzah. And this, by the way, is a difference between two kinds of gzerot. There are gzerot that are called next-time gzerot, and there are gzerot that are called this-time gzerot. Meaning, if we allow you to do this now, the next time you'll do something wrong. That's rabas. Next time you use coals. And the other one is, if you do this, we allow you to do this, in the process of doing this, you may do something wrong. That's Rav Yosef's, that you're going to move dirt. So my benayu, where's the point of contention, uh, disagreement? If you have soft dirt. Because if it's a this time issue, if the this time is not a problem because it's soft dirt, then it's okay. But if it's a next time issue, it doesn't matter what the dirt's like now, next time you may use coals. You could put an egg and put it onto a hot roof and let it boil there. But not on hot plaster. So I understand according to Rabbah, uh, about next time, so Lake Alivingsa, there's no reason to be goes there, because here you didn't put it in anything, you put it on top. And the mother of my nation is, a farm in Como, they're starting with an assumption that there's dirt on the roof, leagues are, so we should make the area here too. The answer is, Stam Gag, Lepe Afar. The reality is that it's not like that, and that typically a roof doesn't have dirt on it. So n- neither uh, explanation would lead to a here. So we have our second half of the Mishnah, or the second, the next Mishnah, really, the story of the people of Tiberia. So why did the rabbis prohibit it? If you say it's because the gzera of that you might bury it in Ramat, so so this piping through is kind of like hatmana because the cold water is enveloped by the hot water. So there I understand the next time you might bury it in coals. Michael, remember, why would there be a gzera here? Why would the rabbis prohibit it? The answer is, You think that the story of Tiberia was brought for the end of that Mishnah, which was about the burying in the in the sand? No, Areshakai, it was there before the point of dispute between Yosef and Rabbanan, and it was brought up and bandied back and forth uh, to support one position or the other. What did they say to After all, uh, Tiberia, <coughs> the water is heated by the sun. That's what we think. And therefore we see that water that's heated by the sun, and the rabbi still prohibited using that water to cook. And so therefore your preheated fabric uh, from the sun should be prohibited. 
He says, is not because, as we saw in Psachim Tzadi Dalad, um, the, uh, the assessment is that, uh, get heated from, uh, inner heat in the earth. Okay, so it's Toldot Ha'ur and not Toldot Ha'chama. By the way, it expands the notion of Toldot Ur. Anything that's not the sun comes Toldot Ha'ur. Okay, Amar of Chista. From this story about uh, the, the fact that the rabbis prohibited the, uh, the water that the Anshei Tiberia were heating up the way they were. So, Batlat Manav, the Ramos Yom. What do we see? We see this was the source, and this is the the place where the rabbis banned putting something into insulation that heats it, even if you do it during the day, because of course they set the pipe up during the before Shabbat, maybe Friday, maybe Tuesday, whatever it is, not on Shabbat, and nonetheless the rabbis prohibited the result. So Ula Ula says, guess what? Even though the Rabbanan told the Yan they were wrong, we rule like Yan and we allow it. Rav Nachman tells Ula, and it's very interesting because Ula comes from Eretz Yisrael, from Tiberia, and Rav Nachman says, guess what? The people of Tiberia already broke their pipe. Now, that probably doesn't mean that they really broke the pipe, because they could use it another six days, but what it means is that they already acceded to the Chachamim and agreed to prohibit that water, except the Psak. Okay, uh, we have a similar uh, passage in the third parak of uh, of Brachot with the Kad that was set up with the nine Kabim um, uh, that it was broken and then it was repaired. Didn't mean it was broken; it just meant that they had banned, they they had uh, uh, permitted um, tefillah without going to the mikvah, without using nine Kabim, and then they prohibited it again. Tiberia, What was the bathing that was prohibited? Both on Shabbat and Yom Tov, from this water, it's per the Chachamim. If you think it means washing your whole body, so it's only if it's heated on Shabbat is it Asur? Because Chachamim said, we treat this like Chamin Shuchamu Shabbat. So therefore it's Asur. But if you have water that was heated on Erev Shabbat, you're allowed to bathe in it, your whole body? The next, uh, if you heat water up on, sh- on Friday, you could use it to wash your hands, your face, your hands, and your feet, but I'm a local gufo, not your whole body. So, <clears throat> it can't be that the Rabbanan were saying, you cannot use this hot water to wash your whole body on Shabbat, because it was heated on Shabbat, because you can never do that. It must be the rabbis were saying, you can't even use this to wash your face, etc., so, Ema Seifa, uh, look at the second half. If it was heated on Yom Tov, again they said it's prohibited to use for washing. So, so is, this, is the Mishnah representing the Chachamim's response to Tiberia, taking Beit Shammai's perspective? None. You're not allowed to heat up, this is in Beitza, you're not allowed to heat up water to wash your feet unless they're potable and you could drink it. Betel matirin. Betel say you can't. So it should be that this water is mutar berchitza, like any other water heated not on Yom Tov. On Yom Tov we follow betelo. We are talking about washing your whole body. We'll see that that our Mishnah follows Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir says you cannot wash your whole body on on uh, Shabbat 
whether with hot water or cold water. Rabbi Shimon Matir says you may with either. Rabbi Yudah Omer, b'chamin asur, b'tsonein mutar. Rabbi Yudah says that you may with cold water, but not with hot water. Okay. Rav Chista. Now, going to this machlok that we just saw, first take of Rav Chista's machlok at the kli. This is only washing inside a kli, like a bathtub. The karka, if it's in the ground, like something excavated into the ground, or a natural pool, divriya kol mutar. Ah, v'amaseidan shetiveri v'karka avei. Anche Tveria was Karka, that's Chamei Tiberia. Basu Rabbanan, they said it was Asur, so that doesn't work. Ela'it Marachid, my Machloket Bekarka. The Machloket is only Bekarka. A Bekli, the Bea Kol Asur. In a Kli, it's certainly Asur, according to everybody, even Rabbi Shimon. Uh, and hot water. Rachara Rabbi Yochanan, Rachak Rabbi Huda, we rule like Rabbi Huda. So I'm a Rav Yosef. Rabbi Yosef asked Rabbi Mabrachana when he came to Pumbadita, he asked him, meaning, did you hear explicitly from Rabbi Yochanan, Halakha Rabbi Huda, or did you figure out from one of his rules? So my klala, what was the rule? Rabbi Yochanan, what did Rabbi Yochanan say? Amar Rabbi Yane, Amar Rabbi. He quoted Rabbi as saying, Anytime you find two opinions that are diametrically opposite, and one in the middle who takes position A, in some cases, and position B in other cases, we always rule like the Machria, and that's the rule of Rebbe. Except for the rules of the small towels we saw earlier at the middle of the second parak. Eliezer says, if you have this small little thing that you use to plug up uh, the drain, or etc., it's still Makabal Tuma. Meshua says it's not. For Bekim Machria, he says if it's Mina Muchan, then it is, not Mina Muchan, it's not. Nonetheless, we don't rule like that. We rule like Rabbi Yeshua leniently. There it's an exception. So Rabbi Kiva is a student of both of them. That Rabbi Kiva later acceded to Rabbi Yeshua anyways. So that means that the general rule is <coughs> that whenever we find these two opinions, one in the middle, we rule like that. And Rabbi Yehuda is the man in the middle here. He says, Chamin, I agree with Rabbi Meir as Asur. Tzonen, I agree with Rabbi Shimon as Mutar. So what would be so wrong with learning it from the rule? Because Dilma and maybe Rebbe's rule is only about Mishnayot. I'm right alone, not about Brightot. So Amrlay, out of Ferushmili, he said, Yeah, indeed, I heard it directly from Rabbi Yochan and explicitly said, Halacha, Kirt Rabbi Yuda. Okay, we'll pick this up uh, at the top of the Memo Mudalif in the next podcast as we continue with our study of the third paragraph. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.